Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, having that last conversation about having shrines in, in your house and how I was looking at it wrong made me look at some other elements of my life that I've had to learn skills for that the fact that I had to learn them makes me think that they're not human nature. So this is started as a business skill, particularly through sales, but then has, once I had it kind of permeated through the rest of my life and the way I think it'll permeate to the implications of this episode being how it can affect our prayer life. So to give kind of people a quick generic sales cycle that someone can relate to real quick, if you think of a pizza shop, just a normal pizza place, people walk in, they put their order, the pizza place then goes, makes the plate, the pizza, and then it gives you the pizza and gets the money. So that's a central, very generic sales process. So what most people get caught up in the middle of is let's make the pizza so that we can get paid at the end of delivering the pizza. Whereas the really most important part is getting people to come in the door in the first place. So in my world, uh, basically everything got broken down. Every activity got broken into four boxes. Is it urgent and important? Is it urgent but not important? Is it not important and not urgent? Or is it important and not urgent? Um, So the four general choices. And what most people end up spending their time in is the boxes that it's urgent but not important. Um, so doing things that aren't necessarily relevant. And as you really kind of dive through your day as a salesperson, you find out that there's a lot of things in that box that keep you from being efficient. And the most important thing is things that are doing that are important but not necessarily urgent. Um, that is the having a, people continually come through your door. Now, obviously, in this scenario I just gave, what is important and urgent is making the pizza and giving people, you know, good good pizza there. So, to focus on getting people to come in the door under this scenario takes a skill process because you can't directly correlate to how this effort will bring someone in. If you're thinking of a commercial or something like that, but you have to do it or it won't work. So the way I I had to overcome this was I had to learn the skill of essentially scheduling and forcing myself to do things that I might not find a direct benefit from. And what I have found is that, like I said, that skill can permeate once you have it. Now, like I said, I had to learn the skill. It may be a personality defect with me that I just don't have that pre-built into me. But considering the fact that almost every person I've ever seen in the sales world has this same problem, it makes me think that it's a more universal type situation that we need to actually schedule things into our life that are important to us. And obviously, I'm tying this into prayer. Um, You know, the church has the prayer of the hours or the liturgy of the hours rather, which is directly at this model of having a schedule to keep yourself praying and engaged with God. So what I wanted to do in this episode was to kind of point out how that is important to implement in our lives. 
um, it can be a really big challenge to put into our lives. But once it's there, it can become second nature. And then the benefits from that really kind of become unlimited when you kind of look at it. So that was the direction I wanted to go with today's episode because I'm sure I'm not the only person who's had this problem. Hmm. Well, thanks for giving that model of the urgent and important. Uh, I suppose uh, things are urgent or seem to be urgent or there's a certain kind of urgency to them. A lot of times I had to think about that for a little bit because a lot of times it seems like something is urgent if it's important. But I, I see what you mean. Uh, I really like that distinction of the things that are, um, I often think of having many dimensions of my life be demand driven. You know, the, the email that pops up right now seems urgent. Uh, there's a sort of a demand on me. Somebody asks a question or somebody comes through a door, as you said, or all the different kinds of notifications. There are lots of things that want to present themselves to us as urgent. Uh, and, and there's, you know, I think there is a kind of grace there that like, why, why did that message come through when I happened to be looking at my phone? You know, maybe there's even something providential, uh, when that happens, but we have to sort of know ourselves in that regard. I'm not looking at my phone that often, at least compared to some people. And, uh, if I'm in the middle of answering one thing that's important and then something else pops up that I might not have prioritized, but anyway, there's a grace of the moment. And I think, oh, I can just, you know, shoot back in a response to that. But you're right. It can be so easy, especially as we set ourselves up with lots of interruptions, you know, and I think that's where the the kind of notifications, you know, whatever, all the social media, and then even just the way that our job might be structured, or I, I just don't even leave my door open at this point. The most of my day is is structured around you know different kinds of meetings, spiritual direction meetings, or you know meeting with you for this kind of thing, or uh, other sorts of recordings. And when I actually have time in between things or an hour free, like I need to get stuff done you know, during that time. So I don't I don't even allow myself to be interrupted. Many times I silence notifications. I really appreciate that. Uh, I just know Apple devices really, but all of the kind of do not disturb things that they've put on are really useful. And so being able to kind of reduce the apparently urgent to the things that are actually urgent. So as a priest, I'm not a priest who who is responsible for hospital chaplaincy, but most priests are, at least for their own parishioners, if not being on call at the hospital. And most rectories, most parishes will have a kind of emergency line. And there is a kind of urgency that's also important. And uh, we need to really be able to respond to those things, as you're pointing out. But uh, also the important but not urgent. I really like that category. You know, the things that are easy to keep putting off, the things that, uh, as they say, the squeaky hinge gets the oil. And there, there are things that are not squeaky hinges in our lives. And yet, if we don't pay attention to them, uh, they can become really po- problematic. And things like regular maintenance and, you know, some of that becomes forced by you got to get your car inspected or you're going to, you know, get a ticket. You got to pay your taxes uh, or it's going to be problematic. Maybe you learn over time that leaving all of that to the last minute is rather painful and you can figure out how to spread it out over time or at least uh, keep filing things in ways that are useful so that the last minute work is not quite so painful. But 
just having a number of regular things and being intentional about that. I always like the the parable of the of the jar and the rocks. Also, uh, you know the 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 master, whatever it is, the wisdom figure is teaching the young person. Well, now, you know, put a fill this jar with with big rocks, you know, and and uh, does it? Have you filled it to the top? Absolutely. No more room for any more. No, not at all. Okay, now fill it with these pebbles. Oh, okay, yeah, I can put those in. And then after that comes sand, and then after that comes water, and the water will literally fill every available space. And although, uh, so the 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 moral of the story is put the big rocks in first. Uh, if you start out with uh, water, we at least will overflow. If you start out with sand, you don't have room for anything else. And that's the things that are urgent but not important. They're sand. And there's always more of them. <laughs> there's lots of sand. And so we have to put the big rocks in first. Those are the things that are important but not urgent. And as you point out in our spiritual life, <clears throat> I, I would say the same thing. You know, marriage has some other things built into it. Uh, but at the same time, there are really important things in marriage that can be easy to uh, let go. Uh, and and that, that happens to a, uh, at, at at least a you know some set of people when they have children the children become urgent and the marriage becomes secondary. I like the insight uh, that I got from the Hernans who have the the messy family project and uh, it's a great outreach to marriages and families. But they pointed out that there's no sacrament of parenthood. There's a sacrament of marriage. And so it's just a simple way of saying that, you know, motherhood and fatherhood flow from marriage. If the marriage becomes weak, damaged, or even destroyed, the motherhood and the fatherhood are radically affected by that as well. And so there needs to be a real attention to the marriage. But again, it's kind of not demanding. The children are demanding. The the, the adults learn to be less demanding. And so the marriage can easily be set aside. And that's where setting up a, a regular space of of dating or of uh, a time of retreat together or um, you know other time that the the marriage can really be developed the sort of pillow talk after the children are in bed or taking those intentional times they're never well by the time that they're urgent you have real problems <laughs> so otherwise they're they're sort of not urgent they can always be set aside till tomorrow or next week or the week after and so you know it's really important to to make those times. Those are big rocks. They have to be put in intentionally first. And I learned this also just when my schedule started getting more full, I I learned that I have to put in <clears throat> certain things far enough in advance. <clears throat> hmm, sorry. I have to put in certain things far enough in advance that <clears throat> when all of the other regular appointments come in, they're not going to overwhelm those things that are a little bit harder to get in. So a, a day of recollection or a retreat, I need to put that in months in advance because as I get closer, all of the regular schedule items, even the things that are not urgent but uh, are more urgent than <clears throat> some of my self-care, have a way of overwhelming the schedule. And so we have to be a, a little bit intentional about even scheduling those things. And now I'm coming back to the point that you're making about the church and the liturgy of the hours and our prayer. We got to put those those places in our schedule. God has a way of not complaining when we don't spend enough time with him. Uh, just like a spouse that is always putting herself second, 
So God has a way of putting himself second if we don't put him first. And that's where we have to make intentional time for prayer, for for daily prayer and even multiple times a day. Uh, and the church does that. And uh, the church as an acting person, we could say, sets aside time for mass and for the liturgy of the hours every day. And that becomes a, a scheduled expression of prayer. Um, but we can do that in our own lives. I know I find that, uh, and I know a lot of other people do as well, that the early morning is one of the times that tends to be more in our control. So on a daily basis, I can set aside <clears throat> the first hour of the day. And uh, in a way that, you know, maybe I can't set aside another hour, other things come up, other uh urgent things, uh, or sometimes important things that need to be scheduled at that hour, uh, come up and, and overwhelm that time. But the first hour of the day is a time that's generally in my control. If I can get up early, if I don't, then I have to be intentional about placing that somewhere else. And then that also goes together with the idea of how we structure our time or, or what we are obedient to. Uh, a lot of people uh, I think, are obedient to a calendar and to meetings that are on the calendar. And if God is important to you, maybe not urgent, then you need to put him on your calendar. Set aside time on the calendar to pray. And again, that's your point about the liturgy of the hours. The church sets aside time on the calendar to pray. And of course, I living in a monastic community, my monastic community puts time on the calendar to pray. You know, at first thing in the morning at 6.15, we have matins and lauds at you know 11:30 we have midday prayer and at 5 p.m. we have evening prayer and so we we set aside those times to pray as a community and then compline tends to be on our own or at nine o'clock there's a, a number of monks that gather for compline so and then mass you know it mostly after matins and lauds in the morning becomes a, a time of prayer for us so uh Put the big rocks in first, schedule the things that are important, make intentional time for prayer. We have to make some of those decisions just like any other relationship. We have to prioritize it. Ironically, the, the relationships that are more important and more intimate are the easier ones to put second and let go of and lose track of. And so we have to be even more intentional in those relationships to make sure that we're spending a, enough time with, with the ones that we love. Yeah, to that point, it's almost as if you can, I think this actually is taking for granted is the appropriate term that you can just expect that it's going to work out because there was some process that inevitably connected the two of you to become married. Um, so, I mean, I, right. I can speak that to, through myself um, and I got a six month old and the the neediness of him is real, especially um, <laughs> through the the episodes that I have gone through so far. You know, we for the first month basically had to divide up the twenty four hours of the day and said, "Who wants to be awake during this part and that part?" So there wasn't a whole lot of crossover the way that there would have been prior to that. So I, I certainly understand the immediate call that we have to to put this fire out. Um, you know, for a business standpoint, but from a child standpoint, he's crying, he needs to eat or whatever the, the particular issue is. So I, I understand that. And so as we take it to a, a level higher, you know, if things start going sideways, 
it can all, all often get to the point where if you're on an island so long, you just don't expect help to ever come. So therefore, the I, I guess acceptance or feeling of, of this will never get better starts to grow a lot. So therefore, it's more easy to just quit. And I think that that is something that um, needs to be addressed. You know, as you said, mar- the marriage is the important sacrament. There, um, children are the byproduct, but from everything you just said, the marriage is more important. And I think that that's articulated pretty easily through society. Um, that's basically any metric you want to look at it as far as is the children doing good or is the child doing good when they come from both biological parents together, they are vastly better and test scores, not going to jail. I mean, you name it, the answer you want, people are better off when they're with both biological parents um, in the church, that is marriage. So um, it's obviously worth it. But as you also said, that part of love is kind of giving people space. That That's one of the things we said before. Um, and so when we look at our relationship with God, um, you know, in very many ways, it should be the most important relationship, even if you look at it from the um, – this is the French guy, the De- Kant way of looking at it, the Kant, however he said his name, um, that even if this whole God thing is wrong, what do you have to lose? Because if it's right and you did it wrong, now you're eternally damned. Um, it's Pascal. Pas- sorry. Um, not very good with my French people, apparently. Um, lucky I didn't say a general there. But nonetheless, the um, the point being that you spend a finite amount of people time on this planet and regardless of how you cut it. Um, I will have probably have spent more time overlapped on this planet with Teresa than I will with my children. It's just a fact of life. So you're going to spend infinitely more of that with God. So when you look at it in those perspectives, how is God not the most important relationship in your life? And I kind of think of of the bare minimum of just doing weekly mass on Sundays. Um, And I think that that's something that, you know, we can all put in. And the second thought I had from that is you don't want something to deteriorate so much that you only come when there's a problem um, with something's burning in my life. Come help me. Because those type of relationships, when you have someone who's only coming to you when something's wrong, tend to also not be the ones that you want to do from the person's side of being requested upon. Um, So to have time in a relationship that's not just needy prayers, I think is something to to think about and to dwell upon. So father, as we have about five or so minutes left in this episode, I want to give you a chance to, to, to capitalize on that and to, to conclude the episode. Yeah. So I think you make a a great point to make an evaluation of our lives and how much do we set forth for ourselves to do? In other words, uh, to choose intentionally and how much do we end up in reaction formation, just trying to 
hit every ball that comes to us. And and I don't want to downplay the capacity to respond to the urgent, which is also its own gift. There are some people particularly gifted at it. And thank God our emergency workers and uh, certain people in situations are ready to be interrupted and they're capable of responding in the moment and they get energy from that. They're not worried that their plans have been derailed. And, uh, you know, some some people are more capable and, and much happier having a lot of things really planned out very carefully. And then the urgent just throws, I mean, a, a wrench in the works and everything blows up and uh, and it's very difficult for them. So, I want to recognize the natural capacities that can be there as well. But I think it's good for us to take stock of how much we end up just bouncing around from one thing to the next and how much we're really putting the important things in our lives. I do, uh, I, I sometimes work with people in spiritual direction who tend to be a little bit more uh, d- demand dr- driven personalities. They're very adaptable and they respond in the moment. And, uh, and can have a hard time sustaining a discipline. And and I recognize that can be a challenge for people too. And I, I generally don't try to fit a square peg in a round hole with them. And I try to get them to prioritize prayer, for example, and be open to maybe the spontaneous thing that's coming up today. So they're going to pray today, just like they're going to eat today, you know, and, and to have that be a high enough intention in their lives that they're not going to go the day without it, but there's also a certain spontaneity that they're going to respond to it as it comes. And, uh, you know, as the muse strikes them, maybe go to uh, 8 a.m. mass one day and noon mass the next day, just as things flow. They don't have it all planned out the day before, but but they're not going to miss the prayer either. And I, I think that's uh, part of the, the piece to get in place. Um, some people just have a real hard time executing on anything so it's that's its own kind of challenge but anyway we can uh we're not all the same and we do need to adapt to how we were uniquely made god knew what he was doing when he made us and so uh, we need to honor that uh that creation that uh that's that's his work uh so but having said that you know we need to have certain priorities and uh we need to just like we need to prioritize a marriage over children. We need to prioritize God over the marriage, and we need to make uh, the appropriate time and energy investment uh, in order to do that. And as we need to prioritize family over work and things like that, obviously there are times that we make exceptions. There are urgent things that come and we need to respond to, but by and large, we need to be able to look back on our day or look back on our week and say, I had my priorities right. You know, I, I really like Jordan Peterson's uh, structure of a value hierarchy, the idea that each of us has a value hierarchy. And that's something that's lived out. That's not something that we merely uh, conceptualize and say, oh, this is my value hierarchy. Well, no, we prove our value hierarchy by living it. What we, uh, we, our creed is, is with our feet. We, we profess our feet with our, cre- our, our, our feet, as they say. And so, uh, our belief structure is going to be professed by the decisions we make. So when we look back on our day or look back on our week, what does that tell you? Tell us about our value hierarchy. Where, what did we make most important? Uh, where did we spend 
most of our time or what did we prioritize? Our value hierarchy is actually structured through sacrifice. We sacrifice less important things for more important things. And, and what got sacrificed for what? You know, and so then it's good to take stock of that. And then if we need to make some intentional shifts and say, you know, if I look at my life, God is not an important part of my life. Well, then uh, we need to really make some decisions around that. How can I make a change so that God is really the most important part of my life? So anyway, a few thoughts for how we can reflect on and structure our day. And what a beautiful note to end upon. So we thank everyone out there for listening, and we will be with you again next week. Please, if you have not, please give us a star review or a written out review on whichever podcast uh, application you're downloading it on. And also, please hit the share and subscribe buttons. They help tremendously. Thank you very much.